0: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard, and you are listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm recording this intro Sunday evening, October 22nd, just a week ago. I had the beautiful and talented women from St. Beauty here with me at my place. Alex and Isis, the members of St. Beauty, have been brought into the industry and kind of introduced to us all uh, via Janelle Monet. She signed them to Wonderland, and they're just so talented. They met working at a vintage store, which I think is the cutest story ever, and it absolutely shows in their style. I mean... Follow them on Instagram, guys, at Saint Beauty Band. ST Beauty Band. Inspiration for days. I can't suggest you follow them enough. So, the week that they came in for the interview, it was in the wake of all of these sexual abuse and harassment stories attached to Harvey Weinstein coming forward. Story after story of actresses and models, and even some women who weren't public figures at all, explaining how they were sexually harassed or abused or raped or just made to feel uncomfortable by this extremely powerful man. And now, more stories are coming forward. Lupita Nyong'o is the latest actress to be added to an ever-growing list of women that have had these horrible experiences. Lupita's story was published by the New York Times on Friday. You know, Lupita Nyong'o is an Oscar-winning, world-renowned, respected actress now, but at one point she was just a student at Yale studying drama. And she meets this powerful Hollywood producer, Harvey Weinstein, someone who she was told could make things happen for her. And he took her out to lunch, and she explains in this story about, I mean, I suggest you guys read it, but how he kind of bullied her into drinking vodka and soda during this lunch that they were having by her school and She was kind of like, water is just fine. Thank you. And although that's unnerving, it wasn't necessarily enough to say, okay, this person is a predator. So he later invited her to his home with his wife and kids to watch a movie, which seems innocent enough and it seems safe. But once they were there, he brought her to a room upstairs and asked her to give him a massage she got out of that situation, but a lot of women weren't able to extract themselves from these frankly horrifying scenarios where you're alone with this man who's physically stronger than you with an incredibly intimidating presence. and then you layer on the power dynamic and the leverage that he had over these women's careers. It's just it's really indefensible what he's done and and it's indefensible that it has been accepted and tolerated. And I'm so happy that these stories are coming forward. And the thing that's so hard about this, the thing that's so tough about this is it's not just Hollywood, right? This is happening everywhere. Sexual harassment is an epidemic. A waitress who's just, you know, dealing with her table has to deal with guys, you know, calling her out of her name and trying to get her number. I'm walking down the street getting catcalled and it has nothing to do with what you're wearing. I can be in sweatpants and... You know, a hoodie and looking any kind of way, and men will go out of their way to catcall and make me feel uncomfortable, and it's unacceptable. When you grow up in New York City, sexual harassment in the form of catcalling is kind of part of everyday life. You don't, it's not even something to write home about, you know, for lack of a better term, it's just what comes with the territory. But there are times where I've also felt just extremely unsafe. Very recently, after I got my hair done, I was in a neighborhood I didn't know that well, and there was a man who just kind of followed me in his car, catcalling me for like three or four blocks, and I had to get out my phone and call my husband and just say, just stay on the phone with me, just stay on the phone with me until I get to the subway. But it's scary, it's scary, and women shouldn't be made to feel unsafe there's something that's so amazing about the fact that these two young women have been brought into the industry by another woman, right? Janelle Monae is an artist herself, but she's also a businesswoman and a visionary. And that's a gift. And the more women we have in positions of power, the more women that are gatekeepers to success, the better. I think that Things will change. I am positive. I am optimistic. And it was also really interesting to hear from Joy Young. She is their manager. So she came over with the girls um, for the interview and we just started talking casually after we wrapped up things about all of this, you know, Harvey Weinstein drama. And she started talking about all of the crap she had to deal with as a woman coming up in the entertainment industry. And so, you know, me being who I am, was like, oh, can I, can I get, you know, a few minutes with you on the mic to, to talk about this? So I actually have an interview with her at the end of this episode, some bonus content. She talks about her experience and some coping mechanisms she developed to become the professional and the woman that she is today. But she had to deal with the same kind of crap from men that expected more from her than just her work. And guys, I'm am sorry for the heavy start to this episode. It just makes me mad, but it's a fun episode. We talk about we talk about a lot of great things. Um, the name of this episode is Know Your Worth. These are two women who know who they are. They know what their purpose is, and they know exactly how they want to tell their story. And in telling their story, they have a really clear idea about how they want to self present. These girls style themselves. They do their own hair. They do their own makeup. They really know how they want to tell their story. I think it's such an important message for everyone, especially women today. Know your worth. Know who you are. Know who you want to be in this world. Know that you don't have to accept any limitations or make any concessions to get to where you're trying to go in this world. Always, always come back to knowing who you are and knowing that you deserve the absolute, absolute best. Thank you so much for listening. I will let the beautiful music from St. Beauty take us into the interview.
1: You ain't worth nothing I should have seen it coming
0: You said I was the only
1: one We were having so much fun
0: Welcome to the Naked Beauty Podcast with Brooke DeVard. I'm here with the girls of St. Beauty. If you guys could just introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Isis.
0: I'm really excited to have you guys on because I feel like you guys obviously are very talented and beautiful, but you're really thoughtful about your self-presentation and there's like some intelligence behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's actually interesting now that I'm like a year into doing my podcast, I have people that pitch me like they're like, oh, I want to be a guest or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I work on behalf of this person and I think they'd be great for the show. And it's hard for me to say yes because I feel like there has to be like intellectual chemistry. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like beauty can also be seen as really shallow, right? Yeah. And it's just about makeup and hair trends and it's so much deeper than that. We were
1: just talking about that. Beauty fades. Yeah. And there has to be more to you than just how you look. And I think people, like they look at us like at our Instagram or anything they're like, oh, they did this. And it's like, we didn't really... Think it out, it's just like who we've been. Like, we met at a vintage store. It's just been a part of us.
0: It's like in your DNA. Yeah, Yeah.
1: so, and it's just like making sure that we are showing more, or people know more than just how we look. That, I don't know, that's just not really
0: our purpose. Right. Like, why we're doing this. Right. Well, I'm happy you brought up your Instagram because it is, you guys seem very, like, if I just followed you on Instagram, I mean, you guys are very cool in person as well, but like, it is very well curated and it expresses who you guys are really well. Do you put, like, time and thought into what you guys post? And, I mean, you must. It's so well done. we
2: definitely do put thought into what we post because we want everything to line up with with what we, you know, believe in or what we like,
0: so... It's interesting because I think I we were following each other, right? Yeah. And then like two years ago, we ran into each other at Starbucks, and you were like, "Oh, I wow, follow you," okay. and I was like, "I follow you too." Yeah. But it's like you can you can follow people, and you kind of think you know them in this yeah. weird way, and like you kind of do know them. Yeah. And you guys have such amazing style. Do, like working with stylists, is it hard for you guys sometimes, or is it kind of like you got just bouncing ideas? Because I feel like. You guys know how to dress and I've, I'm a stylist and I'm like, oh, I want you in this and that. And like in your head, you guys must be thinking, like, mm, I
2: don't know. Uh, no, it is kind of hard. Yeah. I remember, yeah, when we were styled for a tour, I was, he's amazing. but right? yeah. Like his name is Troy Allen. He's a really okay. amazing stylist, but I was really uncomfortable <laughs> because I just didn't like, I, I don't want to get used to being styled. I like, I,
1: I know what I like. You know how you want things to fit like a certain way? Right. I remember we went, remember we went to that thrift store. And I had that dress on. She was like, that looks amazing. Oh, I was yeah. like, ma'am.
0: I, <laughs> I know. Salespeople oh always try to do the, the most. most. And
1: then the lady in the dressing room next to her was like, yeah, no, don't get it.
0: <laughs> Shout out to her <laughs> for no. keeping it honest. I know. But I know. Then, that's like, so funny.
1: They're, they're like, yeah, that'll work. You're like, mm, I don't really feel yeah. comfortable. Like, we know how we want to move. Like, it's just, it needs to feel comfortable. And everything doesn't have to even be on
0: trend. Like, Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: As long as it fits well, the colors are right. And it's just, I don't know, unique. I can't
0: explain it. Yeah, you just know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so before we get really, really into it, I want to ask you guys about October 7th, 2017. Do you guys know what day this is? I'll tell it to you from my point of view. Issa Rae, who I'm a huge fan of, starts an Instagram live story. She's like, I'm throwing this party. It's called Lemon Pepper. Oh, oh, God. (laughs) I'm, like, literally watching this Instagram story as if I'm watching Insecure. Like, it's, like, unfolding. Like, all these cool people are coming in. So the cast of Insecure is there. Then the cast of Atlanta rolls through. It's, like, Donald Glover is there. Luke James is there. Like, all of these amazing, beautiful, talented black people in Atlanta. Janelle Monae comes through. Then at one point, they pan over, and Samuel Jackson is, like, eating wings on a couch. And I was like, like, what is this party? And so as the night goes on, then I'm like, are these the girls from St. Beauty up in the mix? What was that party like? Because I'm watching it at home, like, this looks amazing.
3: It
2: was surreal, just walking in and seeing Samuel Jackson sitting on the couch eating eating chicken I can't even imagine. That was crazy. And it was just, like... Issa Ray had so much hospitality, oh, no. hospitality like leading us to the drinks and the food and
1: introducing us to everyone.
0: So she's a good there. host.
2: Yeah, she was definitely a good host.
1: Oh
0: my things. gosh, everybody yeah. was
1: fun. Like there was no pressure to be like, ooh, this person is here, let's act. Like it was mm-hmm. so chill. Everybody was like, oh, I was like a family reunion. Kind of yeah. Year. Like oh, what's up? Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like no one felt uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We didn't know we walked ourselves into.
0: <laughs> no. I couldn't even imagine. When you're in those spaces, do you feel like, okay, this is kind of like I'm living in this new, re- like, this isn't your average house party? Do you have like a moment where you just look around and you're like, look at who's around me?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I because mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy just to be surrounded with all these amazing people at this. Right.
0: You right, know, and all that in talent.
2: Spot. Yeah, and once, yeah. We're just
1: like, why are we here?
0: <laughs> the, but of course, you guys have to be there. If it's like Atlanta's <laughs> best, most creative, you have to be in the mix. Yeah. And that's
1: really cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess because, like, me and Alex, we just be at home, like, in our element. <laughs> right. So we have no idea, like, where we stand in the world in a way. So You walk out, and everyone's like, oh, we love you. And we're like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah. Uh, we don't know. Like, yeah, right. it's happening. So yeah. when we're in those rooms, we're like, man, we're like fans ourselves. So right. when we're seeing, these, seeing this, we're like, wow, we're in the same room with Samuel Jackson the most, <laughs> you know, uh, he's like the actor's been in the most movies like
0: I know, and living legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. even
1: Donald Glover, I, I think he's a legend. I know. Totally. Yeah, And even the I actors
0: agree. on Atlanta are so talented. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes,
1: yes, yeah. Amanda Steinberg is there. Texas
0: I know, and Steinberg. how old is she? She's so young, right? I'm like, are you old enough to be at this is. party? Yeah,
1: she, <laughs> but she was chill. She was, uh, yeah. Was chilling. yeah.
0: <laughs> do you guys feel like when people do come up to you and, like, say, oh, my gosh, I love you, like, let me take a picture with you, is it still, like, weird for you, or are you getting kind of, like, over time getting more comfortable with that?
2: It's, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable with that, because I'm just, I'm st- I still yeah. see myself as awkward Alex, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't think I'll ever be comfortable with someone being like, oh, you're so amazing, you know, because... I don't know. That's just not, I don't know. I don't wake up in the morning like, I'm amazing. (laughs) I'm a star. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I actually heard your music for the first time on that season one playlist from Insecure. How did she discover your music? Like, did the show creators reach out or?
2: Honestly, I don't know how the, like, what conversation (laughs) her had. um, But I do know that she was friends with Jadena.
0: Oh, yes. And I went to, I went to Stanford with Jadena mm-hmm. and actually, like, styled one of their, like, music videos. They were in this band called Fear and Fancy. Yeah. And it was, like, you know, very tight student budget music video. The song was called Man of the Hour. I don't know where any wow. of that footage lives but like I just like went to um and Ashbury all those vintage stores there and I just pulled a bunch of stuff and here's the thing to your point you know I asked you guys earlier about like how do you feel when other people style you like mm-hmm. I'm looking at Jadenna like how am I supposed to style him <laughs> right like he's he's perfect he knows what to wear he he knows everything so it was really it was a tough <laughs> tough job but like they they've just always been so cool so okay so it's through Jadena you think
2: That's what I think. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, either way, it's a blessing that they even reached out. Yeah. um, Yeah, Issa Rae has been super supportive of Wonderland. Not only, we weren't the only ones who were on the show as far as our music. Roman Mm -hmm. was also, his music was also Uh, on the show. Roman John Arthur. Okay. And, of course, Jadenna actually was in In the show. In (laughs) the show, yes. So she's been really supportive. Yeah.
0: His storyline with Molly was interesting. I was like, Molly, can you just hold back a little bit and not be so (laughs) desperate? (laughs)
1: People
0: out there like that, and they have to see themselves. I know, I know. Insecure is like a great mirror to a lot <laughs> yeah. of the things that we see. Yeah. I just came back from the Hip Hop Awards, BET Hip Hop Awards, and I mm-hmm. did like red carpet reporting for the first time, which like I've never done. Like mm-hmm. at Viacom, I, I work in marketing. Like I'm at a desk all day. I'm not like doing red carpet interviews. But we were mm-hmm. doing this video around hip hop and how it's becoming more and more mainstream. But it was mm-hmm. my first time ever doing like red carpet interviews, and it was such like an eye opening experience. Mm-hmm. One, I was exhausted after three hours (laughs) of just standing and asking people questions. So I can't even imagine how much, like, physical but also emotional energy it takes to perform. And then you guys are playing instruments, so, like on a scale of one to 10, what I was doing asking questions was like a three, <laughs> if that. And I was like, oh, my shoes hurt. I'm like exhausted. My cheeks hurt from smiling. Versus like when I think about what it must take to perform and play. And, and then also your songs are so personal. So there's like that emotional energy that's be, you know, going out as well. Mm-hmm. Like how do you rest and like keep your energy up in between these performances? Also, the other thing that I was wondering was like, is it just me that's finding this to be so taxing? Or is this at like, You know, do you just get used to it?
1: I think it's more, like, practice. Like, Mm -hmm. when we have shows, we we rehearse, like, so we may rehearse, like, four hours, like, for five days, maybe three days in a row, and then maybe take a break, and then another two days, like, just going hard, and I think it's like anything, like, whether you're playing a sport or, you know, anything you do, you just have to, like, continue, like, practicing it. Like, I still take vocal lessons, guitar lessons, just to make sure that everything is one, you know? because so many things are going on in my head. I got to make sure, like, oh, if I'm playing this note, I'm going to make sure it's on time. And right. I'm singing in the right pitch. And right. so it's, like, I don't know. You have to just, like, continue like, practice at it. So yeah. So that's really what it's been. Like, we've been together for five years. So continuously we've gotten better. Believe us, we've had, like, some, some tough time. shows. And even when we
2: are performing, we... Have to constantly keep in our minds that it's not about us. Like we have to connect mm. with the audience. That's and not, interesting. And not be so wrapped up in our own minds or our own mistakes and all these things. Like we have to make sure that we're connecting with the audience. That's and that
0: interesting. Receiving, you know, and right? Took
1: time because, like I said, there's so much going on up here. Right. You have to make sure you're like just one. So when it's ready to do it, you're just like on autopilot, and right. then you're doing that right. But now you can actually be one like alex said with the people as well mm-hmm. so i think that's that's my personal you know, right struggle that i had to deal with but i've been working at it and when alex and i like got together we make sure like our whole focus was to heal and inspire people yeah. so as long as that's happening like we're we're fine with, mm-hmm. we want those people like we want those people whoever trusts us with their emotions those are people that we want
0: in terms of you guys want to heal and inspire people, I think that's a very like lofty mission and admirable, and I think that's amazing. Throughout your life, who has healed and inspired you?
1: I would say even one inspiration is is Janelle. Like, yeah. When I first saw her perform, I was like, "Wow, this is what is this? Like, what's happening?" Where did
0: you see her perform first?
1: I saw her at Smitsel Bar. When was in this? Atlanta. I don't remember the year, but I remember she was like, it was like MySpace days. Okay. So like, I was like, I was like, ooh, I'm gonna start going to shows. That was like my yeah. like, first time like going to a show by myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna go to a show. And I started performing for the first time and I was like, wow. Like, to see, I don't know, it was just like seeing somebody like us. And right. And she was in Atlanta. It was like, wow. Like, cause you, at that time it was like everybody, you know, Beyonce, not to say anything bad about Beyonce right. or anybody that's in that realm. But this was just something totally different that I've never seen before.
0: Right, right, and you and you see someone like her, and you think, oh, I can be a musician that's not even like that, but my own person, right? Like, yeah,
1: she's mm-hmm. like dark skin, like just all the things mm-hmm. that we can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, and I also also I had this kind of revelation about like my parents how they're like still people (laughs) I know we get older (laughs) and then you
0: realize that you're like wow my parents they're just people yeah Yeah. they
1: go through whatever they're going through and I I know like my dad like he was he just like been happy for me and stuff and I don't know it's like seeing him like heal over things and music and I was like healing even like for us like writing is like therapy Mm. so it's like healing and inspiring like I don't know just when we got together I feel like that's just like our personality too. Like we're not emo, but <laughs> we're like very, you know,
0: in touch with your emotions. With yeah. Emotions. And that's and important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're like,
1: yeah, this is why we're doing it because
2: it makes yeah. us feel good. And I would definitely say the same thing about family. I'm always inspired by my family. Like mm. my mom, she's always praying and yeah. just uplifting everybody. And she's so selfless. Like she's always doing for other people. And, even my sister too like my sister's been through so much and she's still like here like she's so strong right like there's so many stories about my sister that are just like whoa but she still like got through through it got through it and that's super inspiring for Mm -hmm. me and an artist that I definitely looked up to um as I was a teen was Kid Cudi oh yes I love Kid Cudi like and he's gone through so much, too. Like so he, much. He puts it in his music, yeah. and I really appreciate that. It, yeah. It made me feel less alone in like certain situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say Kid Cudi and my family.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love Kid Cudi. I feel like he's been so open about dealing with anxiety and depression yeah. and all these things that not only as a man but as a black man aren't Mm -hmm. necessarily acceptable to talk about Mm -hmm. and when I think about like what's going on in the world I mean it's always been hard but like now feels especially tough like Mm -hmm. it's so important to have art whether that's music or visual art or film to like as an outlet is so important yeah yeah it's tough times um (laughs) Okay, I do want to segue a little bit into some beauty talk because I'm trying to think, like, I'm going to start with the top down. So you guys are both beautiful, natural hair. Gorgeous, natural hair. I used to model, like, forever ago, and I was always so terrified of... I think I did one shoot, and I had my natural hair, and they brought out, like, a hot iron at, like, 450 degrees and some hairspray. It's just, you know, just some white person. Just (laughs) how do I, you know, train this hair to be straight so it can do what it needs to do? And I was like, no, I can't. So, and that's why most black models wear weaves. Or, they try to protect mm-hmm. their hair because you're going to have all these people in it doing stuff to it, and you want to protect it. How do you guys protect your hair when you have all these shoots? You just say, like, no heat? Like, or do you allow people to, like, get in there and do stuff? Because I don't trust people. That's my whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, I, I, I don't honestly, trust people. I don't trust people no, at all.
2: Honestly... Nobody touches my hair. Good, okay. Like nobody. I always do yeah. my own hair. When we're doing shoots or whatever, I'm always doing my hair.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how you have to be. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Have you guys ever had... I've had heat damage before, and there's no bouncing back. I mean, you just have to cut that part of your hair out.
1: Yeah, my yeah. hair broke off. I remember we... I, I'm not saying what she was, but I think, it, I think it broke my hair off. So I did start wearing, like, a wig...
0: You right, know? yeah.
1: And I was, like, afraid because I was like, I've never worn a wig before. <laughs> like, what is going to happen? Yeah. Are people going to see it? Is it blending? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I wore it for a couple of months and, like, had my hair to grow back. But, I mean, when we do have shoots, I kind of have my hair already ready. And then there's a like, little touch-ups. Like, oh, yeah, maybe this, that. Yeah, stuff, okay. But I don't just come in like, all right, do whatever. Do whatever. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you can't. Scary. Yeah.
0: You can't. Yeah, I think, and also, I think because natural hair is becoming, I mean, it's so sad that it's taken this long to become, like, (laughs) right? It's just, like, our hair. I think... No, it's fine. I have so many I have so many feelings about being natural and just even within the natural hair community, because so right now I'm doing protective styling, which mm-hmm. even the term protective styling is funny to me because it's like, it's just a weave or crochet yeah. braids mm-hmm. or something, but like there seems to be like That's this, yes, yeah, like to differentiate yourself from people that just have regularly, it's like, no, this is a, pro- <laughs> I'm doing a protective style. You know, right. it's like.
1: Yeah. It's not my everyday,
0: okay. <laughs> right, so it's like, I feel like there's a lot of, um, levels of like how natural are you within the community itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of politics wrapped in it and it's it almost feels like to me it's like can't this just be like an aesthetic choice like I'm natural because I think my hair looks dope this way, not like I'm natural because I'm honoring my ancestors. Like that's beautiful too. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's like a lot gets piled onto it. Yeah. And I feel like we should be at the point now where it's just like it just looks great. Yeah, that's
1: how mm-hmm. I am. like I put heat on my hair. I don't I don't care if people know I put heat on it. Right. Or- if mm-hmm. I want to color it, I will color it. If yeah. I want to straighten it one day, I will do that. And right. I have the right to do that. So Except. there's someone else. So, Right. And, yeah. and I will never judge anybody over their hair. Like, that. right. that's ridiculous. Right.
0: How long have you guys been natural?
1: <laughs> um, I mean,
2: I've never really had a perm, like a real perm. But
0: That's a blessing. Amazing. <laughs> Talk to me about your parents. They just shielded you?
2: Not even. I mean, I just, I don't even know, like. My hair is very soft yeah, already, looks, so, like, if I got more. a perm, I would be bald right now.
0: Chemicals are, like, have you done a perm?
1: Yeah, my hair is too thick, so, like, Wait, up, where, where
0: like, in the UK were you living?
1: I moved with my dad, and I, like, he wouldn't allow me to do that, so, like, my hair grew so much. Yeah. I came back to Atlanta, everyone was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I went back though because it was hard to take care of. I didn't know anything about taking care.
0: Exactly. Yeah, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have pinch. We didn't have anything.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, like when I got on YouTube, I found out how to how to like do my hair. Yeah. So I think like after, honestly, after like seeing Janelle and I, you know, yeah. But I was like, oh, she can do it. Like I can do it too.
0: True. She's also though just I think beautiful. She's abnormally perfect and beautiful. (laughs) Skin. skin yes. hair everything is just like on a slightly like different level yeah. and sometimes it's interesting like watching those youtube tutorials too like sometimes i feel bad about myself because i'm like i'm using the same eco styler gel i've got the same kinky curly cut like i'm using the same products in the same order and like that's your twist down this is mine like what am i whatever works
1: for you i know so there was this um hairstylist he was like you always skip a a, a he always skip a step so they don't
0: know exactly what you do no <laughs>
1: that's what they do in like magazine
0: that's evil oh my gosh. that's evil but that makes sense because i'm like i'm following these directions <laughs> and the result is not the same at all that's so funny okay you guys have i feel like if i can just guess what you're doing <laughs> to your hair i feel like you do heat and then it looks like bantu knot out yeah. because of the spirals Good okay job thank you thank you i've watched too many hair tutorials (laughs) and then are you also doing a bantu knot out but on wet hair maybe and then waiting for it to dry Mm
2: -mm. you do it on dry hair yeah okay i stretch my hair with bantu knots and then when i take them out i'll maybe like pick it out and then like just start doing the little
0: the like you recurl it yeah and you have a beautiful hair color. Is your hair Thank colored you. this, like, beautiful dark brown?
2: I got my hair colored a long time ago, and my roots just grew out. So this yeah. color, this is color it, it's this It's natural.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. When you guys first went natural, like, at least for me, I had this whole, like, product junkie phase where I literally bought everything. <laughs> like, I bought every detangling spray, every apple cider vinegar, whatever, every <laughs> coconut oil, every castor mm. oil, every shea butter, like, everything. And then I feel like after the years go on, you kind of learn what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You guys have the same.
1: Yeah. Somewhat, definitely. I started off with like Cantu. But I don't yeah. like Cantu.
0: They changed their formula, I think.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't I didn't like it, but I also started I like when I went natural, I got so ins so Okay, at first. Yeah.
0: So you, you so you did the big chop, but you never like lived life with I like super short hair. Chop. Oh, you didn't. Okay, no. you just slowly grew it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I- I did the big chop and I remember those first few days when I just had really short hair feeling not self-conscious but feeling like I had to like girl it up like I was mm-hmm. like wearing these big earrings and lipstick just because I felt like you know when you <laughs> no, if you're absolutely. used to having long hair to be feminine yeah. and mm-hmm. then you lose that there's this perception like oh I have to do something to like prove that I'm like girly yeah mm-hmm. which is stupid but I have yeah
1: I don't know why I always feel that way like because I'm always like, I don't like Alex don't look like a man
0: right now, like, oh, like, I forever, witchy, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I've, i said say that's
1: bad, but.
0: No, 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 I feel that way all the time because I feel like, especially in Atlanta, so let's talk about Atlanta because when I always talk about when I went to Spelman, what a like eye-opening experience it was in terms of how women, just in the South period, let alone like black women at an all-black college, dress in terms of like, you have to be like ready and presentable and mm-hmm. like everything matches and goes together and the hair is done and the face is beat and the nails are done and I wasn't, Ready for that at all? Because I had never experienced that. Like I grew mm-hmm. up here in New York, then I went to school in California. You guys grew up in Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? So you saw that all the time in the club dresses, and the and it's very different from. <laughs> it's right. Ah. Yeah. It's very different from your aesthetic.
2: Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I, I mean? Never really fit in
1: with those crowds.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: like never. all my cousins. I don't know, like yeah, like my, cousins, my cousins were like that, and I just. I just couldn't relate. I just, yeah, and I also like I moved to like Texas, and I had an experience where I was able to move to England for a while. Oh, that's so amazing! Where I think that changed like my whole outlook.
0: Where Where in the UK were you living?
1: Uh, I stayed in Crawley, just like part okay. of London, and then I stayed in Swindon.
0: Okay, I yeah. To
1: school um, at University of West of England for a minute. Oh, nice. In Bristol. So
0: yeah. Oh wow! I love and, Bristol. Yeah, it's beautiful there. Yeah. It's so fun and a good music scene yeah everything yeah. I think
1: that like, I would say that changed my life like moving there just changed my whole perspective like on the world and like black right. being black from America I know so, I know
0: yeah
1: Spring being there so right. just like you just be so I think coming back here I coming back to the states I was uncomfortable because I went straight to Atlanta and then I was like in Lithonia so right. it was like ooh you know <laughs> totally different experience Right. But, um, yeah, I think that, like, changed my mindset of, like, oh, like, this isn't all that I could be.
0: Like, right. If
1: I'm not interested, I'm just not into
0: it. Right. And then have you guys, growing up, have you experimented? Did you do braids or we? Yes. I mean, have you done different stuff with your hair?
2: Yes. I actually went <laughs> to one of my old Facebook pages, and I saw all my old pictures. <laughs> I had so many different looks. Like, yeah. Braids, weaves. I had, like ruffled bangs using, like <laughs> yeah I definitely had a lot
0: of a lot yeah of different looks. and so now having your hair kind of consistently the same way do you like worry you're gonna get sick of it and want to change it up actually I know I saw your hair in a shoot recently
2: yeah for opening ceremony yeah. was it and you had
0: like this amazing like sculptural
2: yeah I just threw <laughs> that looked amazing because my hair was breaking off too like I right. had for some reason like in this like area yeah. my hair was like breaking off so yeah. I wasn't happy with my hair at that time, so you wanted so, like, to and then I got tired of that that wig. Look yeah, because it wasn't. I didn't really feel like me. Right. So like I ended up going to the hair salon, and she like trimmed my hair, and it was really really short. Remember? Her yeah, name? I freak and out. I, I freak out after,
0: after trims because I'm like, can you just trim it? Why? Why did I just get a haircut? Yeah. I'm <laughs> She took her hat it off. and so We were just trying. Right? It but I don't, I don't know what is it about Silas. It's like you say you want like the small. just trim the dead ends. Get my hair healthy, and it's no. always a cut.
2: But it needed to be trimmed. It needed my to. My was yeah. My yeah. hair was a hot mess. It, like, I like I couldn't put the popcorns in the way I wanted it. Yeah. to Look. Yeah. My hair, I just wasn't happy with my hair. So after that, I mean, my hair grew really fast. Yeah. After right. She cut it. That's so. true.
0: Yeah, a good trim actually does help your hair yeah. grow fast. Yeah, it helps.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and what about you, Isis? Have you experimented and done different hair things?
1: Hmm, yeah. I used, like. I've, I only. I do my own hair mostly, so I okay. did like my own braids and twists. And, oh wow! Yeah, a lot of stuff. Only thing. Yeah. I, 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 oh, ah. Oh, ah. Yeah. I remember one time I had this big like blonde thing in the front. Do you
0: dye your own hair?
1: No. Okay. I good. got it dyed, but. I didn't take care mm-hmm. of it, so it, like, all broke off. Yeah. Like, the front of my hair was just, like... I know. Destroyed, and...
0: Things you learn <laughs> while you're young. Yeah,
1: it's just, like, <laughs> I would never do that again, but...
0: <laughs> you know what? I think it's interesting. I feel like as black women, there are no shortcuts, right? Like, there's no... There's no easy hairstyle. There's no... Because I've been, I've been looking for it, and I feel like I would have... Even, like, crochet braids are pretty easy because, like, they just, you know uh braid down all your hair and then put the hair in you don't Mm -hmm. really have to do anything to it and then i like it because you can like get to your scalp to like Mm -hmm. cleanse it which is was always my issue with like weaves and like have you guys ever done a weave? you'll know real when you get it it will say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like a gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury with the net like that mesh closure no, situation I done that. it's I mean, I've horrible seen,
1: like pictures
0: yeah it's and also also there's nothing quite as bad as like a bad wig do you know what I mean it's like yeah. or a bad wig it's like why did you think that your own hair no matter how unhealthy it was oh, so it didn't look right like a bad <laughs> wig oh. is like probably the worst thing ever but people kind of play themselves I don't know I
2: remember when I was in middle school and I hated my hair. So yeah. like my sister my sister used to do her friend's hair like she was young too. Yeah. And she used to like do glue ins.
0: Oh my god. I remember like when you glue the tracks in. Yes. Oh my god. She My this is dying
2: right now. Because she yeah. So she would like put the she would braid my hair, then put the cap on, like put a cap on, oh my and God. then glue the tracks onto my hair. It was horrible. Oh like, I looked God. like I look like I like a lion. I look like a lion from um the, the Wizard of Oz. Like it was so bad. Immediately after she finished it, I took it out. It was so hard. It was
0: Yet so to get hard the glue out. out. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh,
2: yeah. It was so hard to take the out the
0: things that we go through with our hair. God.
2: Seriously. Okay.
0: Well, okay. Let's talk about your like the beauty products that you guys love and like use all the time or like beauty trends that you guys love I read an interview with you you said that you love natural beauty products Mm -hmm. and like that's my obsession can you talk a little bit more about that
2: I love um I mean right now I use Shea Moisture and this other product called Curls
0: Curls okay
2: which is really good I use their like shampoo and moisturizer and their edge control which is really good
0: um how often do you shampoo I shampoo like not that often I
2: don't Keep track, but yeah. I just know that when I know when it's time to yeah. shampoo my hair, yeah, my hair will get really like dry or weird and yeah, bandrophy. yeah. So yeah, I, I always know when yeah it's time to wash. You just my kind hair.
0: of like listen to your hair, yeah, yeah. And what about Definitely. skincare products?
2: Um, I just simply use a, um charcoal soap, oh, nice. and then I have to exfoliate with it. I use a um Vanity Planet spin brush, okay, yeah, and I exfoliate with that, and then afterwards I'll. Spray some rose water with oh, glycerin.
0: Yes. Yes. I love rose water. Yeah. It's like the best.
2: Yeah. My skin's really sensitive, so I have to keep it simple. Yeah. I can't do too much, or my yeah. skin will break out really bad.
0: Yeah. And you have beautiful skin, so I'm sure people ask you all the time, what do you use, what do you use? But I bet your mother and your sister, I bet they have great skin, right? It's genetic.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. My mom yeah. has great skin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can use products to help, but like, mm-hmm. you're usually born with I it.
2: stress bumps here and there, but- <laughs>
1: It happens. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Isis? Um, what hair products?
0: Hair beauty products. Like what? What? What's like your must-have? Can't live without products.
1: Um. Well, I love. Well, I use black soap for my face. Mm. I also use like a spin brush to like make sure I'm exfoliating. Yes. Okay. And I started using Kiehl's. They have like a oil-free um face wash that I use because my face is really oily, and.
0: Kiehl's makes good products.
1: And I use rosehip oil to, like, moisturize. Uh, Or grapeseed, like, whatever is there. So either one of those oils to, like, moisturize
0: my face. Nice. So you're doing natural moisturizer. Yeah. Yeah, I love rosehip oil. And grapeseed oil, I've actually started, I make this, like, body oil for, like, when I get out of the shower. And it's, like, grapeseed oil, coconut oil, rosehip oil, actually. Mm -hmm. Sweet almond oil. And then I just have all these different essential oils that I'll, like, add. So I'll be, like, the last one I did was rose and sandalwood. And it was, like, a very... I'm gonna try that yeah commercial lotions just aren't what's oh, up no.
1: oh no <laughs> I don't use the lotion like
0: a Jergens. like I'm, it's like what is that oh
1: yeah
0: um, so what do you guys use like just oils or like shea butter, shea butter
2: or? yeah oil. definitely oils yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's so
0: easy to make your own mm-hmm. and people spend so much money even the thing, the product that kills me the most in terms of how much it costs versus like you could literally make this on your own is like sugar scrubs, like body scrubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like literally just take brown sugar <laughs> or white sugar yeah. or even sea salt and just add some oil. You can add olive oil, grapeseed oil, coconut oil. I
1: know. And I'm you, guilty
2: though.
0: You I'm, buy it. I'm, I know. Shea, it,
2: shea moisture, body scrub. I know because
0: it looks so beautiful in the know. packaging it and good. it's like...
2: Hibiscus rose I know. smells so But you good. can
0: buy, buy some hibiscus and rose oil. And you can make it.
2: Stop being lazy. I know.
0: If it, you know what? I think once it's like kind of like learning to cook for yourself. You know, once you start learning how to cook, you're like, oh, this is easy. I can't believe I like feel like I always have to go out. And then you start making your own beauty products, Mm -hmm. bit Shirley, and you're like, I haven't gotten a facial in years because I just do my own facials at home. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mix up some egg whites. (laughs) Those are
2: so big. I don't know. Do
0: you know? (laughs) Okay. Do you know you you have beautiful skin? Do you know you have to try an egg white facial? You just take like three egg whites and you like whisk them together you can add like some lemon and you just smooth it over your skin and your pores are like amazing afterwards yeah you guys have a very natural look how much does makeup factor into your like stage shows like do you guys have people that are doing your makeup or are you doing your own makeup
1: yeah we do our own makeup you do your own makeup (laughs) yeah unless it's yeah and unless we do like a shoot where like they have a makeup artist we just do our own makeup yeah uh, keep it simple
2: i didn't start really wearing makeup until college like, oh yeah really like wearing makeup mm. and then i regretted it afterwards because like i will wear makeup and then take it off and i have a pimple or something right but i think as i as i grew older like my skin started to become less uh i i didn't have as many reactions as, I as like, not as sensitive makeup. yeah,
0: yeah. But that is people that have really good skin, one thing that I've noticed, a lot of my podcast guests, they don't wear makeup. They're like, I just yeah. let my skin breathe. Yeah. Some people, like, wear, they're like, oh, I wear makeup to work, but on the weekends, I just like let my skin breathe, so mm. maybe there's something to that. That's a
3: good
0: idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to have days where you just, also, it, it's kind of like a self-confidence thing. Like, I know women that won't leave the house without makeup on, or even let their mm-hmm. partner see them without makeup.
1: Yeah. Well, that's deep.
0: Yeah, now that's different. And like, what's happening there, right? Because yeah. I think you get used to seeing your face a certain way, and then yeah, when-
1: yeah that's yeah. scary. I, yeah, I do try to keep it natural. Um, I don't usually go out without makeup, but like just like powder, mm-hmm. not like a full
0: like beat on my face. <laughs> You're not doing contouring no, and uh, not ev-
1: no, not yeah. every day. I mean, yeah. I have a little contour today, but.
0: It looks yeah. it looks very natural. Thank you. And you have amazing eyebrows. What do you do for your eyebrows? Thank
1: you. Um. Well, I heard that you put like castor. Castor oil, oil. yeah, yeah. It helps
0: it. Have you been so doing I do that? that? Yeah. Nice. Been doing that. And
1: then I, I just put a little. No, uh, really you, know. you know, we gotta give it time. <laughs> like, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. No,
0: it really does work. It really does work. <laughs>
1: yeah. So and then I just put um. Elf has like a brow thing. Yeah. I just use a little. I don't know what it's called. It's like the little cream and I just like doop 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 oh. brush it up and then.
0: So you don't even use pencil? No. Oh wow. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And would you guys ever like want to do like a really bold makeup look? Because I feel like you guys usually look very natural. Is that just more kind of what you prefer? Yeah. Yeah. Me
2: personally I, I I love natural looks. Yeah. It's like I don't like doing too much, especially, like, when I'm going out and stuff. Yeah. Like, I just like to keep it simple.
0: Right. Yeah. And again, I'm just gonna bring up Atlanta again. That's (laughs) very different from the, like, going out culture in Atlanta, right? I mean, people really, really...
2: I mean, it depends on what
0: who you're, who true, are true. Right. It there's, depends where you're going. So
2: different groups in Atlanta. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was going out in Atlanta. There was this place called MJQ's that was popular. Yeah, it's Is still, that it's still, still around? Popular, yeah. And that was like kind of like a cooler ish Is crowd. The
1: yeah. Thing? Mm-hmm. yeah, the three spots. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like That's cool. cool yeah. And then I don't know, where was your vintage store? College Park. College Park? Yeah, okay.
2: Oh, College yeah. Park.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I mean, there are definitely like pockets of the city where people are just relax and doing their thing, but I'd say like mm-hmm. overwhelmingly so, it's like that very like full glam, <laughs> and then of mm-hmm. course like all of the body surgery, I was at the hip hop <laughs> oh, awards, goodness. okay, so I was at the hip hop awards, and you know what's so interesting, your eye gets trained to things, and they start, becu- they start looking normal, yeah. but when you objectively step back and you think like, the bodies that I'm seeing are so different mm-hmm. from what you know in your head is like a natural woman's body right. but now we just kind of accept it as normal it's i don't i don't know yeah I will.
1: people just business. need to be it's, it's none, none of my
0: business <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i and i agree i'm not going to like police women's bodies and tell them what to do with their bodies but i do think i worry about like younger girls seeing yeah, it yeah. And thinking that it's normal. Because if you see something enough times, you're like, oh, that's normal. That's what people look like. Mm-hmm. And like, we just have to kind of recognize like this is so far from mm-hmm. normal.
1: Yeah, just do things for you and not for a man. That's, really, yes. yeah. that's yes. really why I want people to know
0: like, Yeah,
1: anything. You're, like you said, people don't want their mate to see them one that time. That's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I've never heard that before. Really? Just, you haven't like, heard that, that before? I know.
0: Girls that don't want their, like, guys to see them without makeup on. Yeah,
1: that's strange.
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised, though. I think it's, yeah, I think it just all goes back to, like, self-confidence and people Mm -hmm. not feeling like they're worthy enough. In terms of, like, artists whose style you admire, like, I'm obsessed with, like, Jimi Hendrix. I feel like he's, like...
2: yeah, his style
0: is awesome. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. Unbelievable. Every single time I I see, like, a new image, I'm just, like... (laughs) The textures, the prints, the patterns, the... The silhouettes, the, yeah. the sweat and also just lived in The way that I know, you wear it. it. Him. Yeah, it's just, his just style. him.
1: Like, He's, yeah.
0: And you you He's can, can tell he wasn't working with the stylist. Just, like that yeah. was just like him.
1: It was, yeah. Exactly. I think that's why we really like the seventy like seventies, sixties yeah. aesthetic because people were just so like real, like right. all the stuff that was going on in the world and they I don't know how they expressed themselves. It wasn't like you said, like it wasn't like vanity, like it was right. very about like the people and like having a message
0: Mm -hmm. I love
1: that I love it yeah
0: yeah and I think one thing that became really popular in the 70s was this like multicultural dressing Mm -hmm. which is interesting and I love that aesthetic but thinking about like cultural appropriation and even like Halloween's coming up and there's this party that we were going to that's like an Egyptian like Cleopatra theme and I'm like Mm -hmm. can I dress up like Cleopatra as a black woman or is or am I like appropriating a culture it's like it's very difficult
1: it's hard nowadays I don't really know to do because I look I was on <laughs> I was like on Instagram and I saw somebody like had like a Moana is that how you say it
0: Moana, Moana yeah
1: Moana um costume I was like oh that's cute yeah and I was like uh I don't know if I want to do it because it's like right the Asian Pacific culture like yeah. how does that work
0: that- yeah it's it's like a very fine line and I feel like maybe as black women we have a little bit more license to like borrow from other cultures
1: yeah I but okay <clears throat> i I totally understand cultural appropriation um i guess like people have to understand it though it's like is it because they don't understand the culture Mm -hmm. or is it because they're just doing it like what is the right why why do people get like really upset about it right so and i know we are sensitive about like our hair and like having you know other women who aren't black to like do black hairstyles yeah but we understand like how we've been seen seen in the world, right? So if we do it, it's right. another
0: it's ghetto it's another and story, yep.
1: But if they do it, it's a
0: it's know, high fashion, exactly. Right? It's it's almost about like how is it how is it perceived by different audiences? So like, I guess. If, you, if I were to wear a kimono, I don't think a Japanese person would be offended, because I was like, you know, I like the style, I think it's beautiful, I just want to wear it. But if I were to wear, like, a Native American headdress that's, like, to symbolize, you know, a warrior that's, like, earned his stripes, and, like, I'm just wearing that to, like, Coachella, mm-hmm. then it's offensive, because I'm kind of divorcing the item of clothing from the meaning. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Right
0: yeah it's a it's like a it's a fine line but i do love this idea of like borrowing from other cultures and i, I feel like that's what makes 70s style so amazing because yeah. it was like that whole like multicultural hippie mix but yeah. i've even I, I listened to a podcast recently about africans who were offended by african-americans wearing african prints
1: wow
0: yeah and i that was that's like very
1: really interesting <laughs> this is like too deep like, now yeah i don't know where to I just start. feel like
2: people are always going to disagree with something
0: Going back to when you guys were growing up, middle school, high school, did you guys, like, fit in? Did you feel like, did you, did you guys feel like the, the pretty girls in school?
2: No, I definitely did not fit in. I had friends, but I was still a nerd. I mean, I had these oval glasses, <laughs> and <laughs> my mom always did my hair, like, I don't know. I saw these old pictures, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I always... I wore the same hairstyle, actually, when I was in middle school. I always wore it up in a bun. Like, a messy... Yeah. A messy bun. And I was quiet. Like, yeah. I was really quiet and shy.
1: To yourself. And like, yeah, to myself. And what about
0: for you, Isis? Were you the popular girl in school? Not at all. No.
1: I... Half of me was like really bad in school, and like the half of me was bad academically, or like, no, I was really good academically, it's just that I had like behavioral problems, yeah, that was me too. Really?
0: Um, Well, I talked a lot, I would always get in trouble for like talking in class because I always like (laughs) want to talk to my friends, stop talking.
1: I was more like bad, like fighting.
0: Oh, yeah, you seem so like quiet and calm, and
1: I'm reformed. I've definitely changed a lot so I'm grateful for that <laughs> but yeah I was yeah middle school I was bad but I got, I got expelled actually really yeah and then like I said when I moved overseas it like changed my life it
0: changed everything so, yeah. <laughs> that's cool and what are the are there like any beauty trends that you see happening now that you just feel like you wish were over and like you just don't we're want over? To, yeah like you're just over it you don't want to see it anymore I, I had one, and I think it's a very unpopular opinion because I love a good highlight. But I feel like with Fenty coming, you're. I was
1: about to say over-highlighting. over
0: highlighting It's like <laughs> That's there's a time and place. Like you're <laughs> glowing like the sun, right? I, I feel like there's a time and place for highlight, and now I feel mm-hmm. like people are doing the absolute do. most. Over
1: highlights. People are really on cheeks.
0: cheeks. Right, it's like and it's just like. Those,
1: it's a t- little too much there. I guess it's like, yeah, just find out how much works. Like, right. getting, like, a nat- natural light, like, to fill it mm-hmm. out like see how it's going to look in real light.
0: Because yeah. you know,
1: you're in, like, the bathroom, it could you know, you don't know how much you're putting on. Right. So, yeah. Over-highlighting. Yeah. It's... Yeah.
0: Anything, anything for you? You agree?
1: I would say the squiggly eyebrows, but I don't
0: think that- <laughs> <laughs> No, when I saw that, I was like, is this a real? I didn't... Yeah. I didn't... It didn't quite... I was like, is this a real beauty trend?
2: I don't think... Because I don't see people... I don't really see people doing it, so... The moment I see someone, like, walking in the street, like, with squiggly eyebrows, I'll be <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let me." to end.
0: So how did you guys, like, kind of learn to do your own, like, hair and makeup and styling yourselves? Is it just kind of training your eye and trial and error? Yeah,
2: I mean, my mom, she, like, had to go to work early in the morning, <laughs> so I had to figure it out. Yeah. I had to figure out how to look cute going to school, but, I mean, yeah, that's whatever I just know what works like Mm -hmm. whatever works for me
0: for you yeah Yeah. I bet though that there are a lot of people listening who like see your style and really admire it and it's hard to style it's an interesting thing I feel like it can't really be taught Mm -hmm. but there are things that you can do to like help get a better sense of style like what would you Mm -hmm. recommend people do if they're like I want to have better style like where where should they start
1: I would say start simple like um I love black turtlenecks. Oh, yeah, like, I think too. it's just you can wear a black turtleneck with any bottom, and it That's could true. look like you're you're stylish. Like so true. So <laughs> I think um, a black turtleneck to start off with. Also, I was just like looking around the world, and I was like, wow, like the earth has like a natural color palette. Ah. Like looking at you know blue white with green works, or
0: oh wow know, yellow
1: green. You know, find out like look at the the world, like see how what do you find naturally beautiful and, like look at that and like you can put that's some colors together so interesting and, like, it could work out just like start simple like smooth that's just my like my yeah. opinion like I love like smooth you know straight
0: you yeah know,
2: simple lines and even looking at people who came before us like mm. fashion from like like we Audrey said the Hepburn. 70s like yeah Audrey Hepburn, Diana Ross, yeah. Jimi yeah. Hendrix like you yes. were saying earlier like being inspired by people who ha- who are right. stylish right. as well like, yeah i think that that would be a
0: yeah, I, I always catch myself, especially in New York, you see someone who's really well-dressed, and it's not enough to just be like, oh, they look good. You almost have to study them, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, let me just walk an extra block behind them, and it's like, mm-hmm. what is it about this look that's working so well? Mm-hmm. And, like, Audrey Hepburn's a perfect example of having the most amazing proportions. Mm-hmm. And it's so cliche to be like, oh, Audrey Hepburn has amazing style, but it's, she's a cliche for a reason. She's yeah, just yeah. absolutely Beautiful. flawless yeah. all yeah, the time.
1: Hair yeah. to feet, yeah.
0: Everything, everything. Um, okay, I don't want you guys to leave it without talking about the music a little bit more. You're part of Wonderland, right? Mm-hmm. And you have someone like Janelle Monae behind you, and she's so amazing, and I'm sure it inspires you, and like kind of protects you guys in a way too. Mm-hmm. And I've just been watching like all of the news, all the stuff happening with Harvey Weinstein, right? Mm-hmm. And like how predatory the industry can be, and like what a blessing it is in a lot of ways that you guys have the like security of a woman right because that's rare a lot of people basically have to get into the music industry from like Mm -hmm. some man who Mm -hmm. may or may not have the best intentions but then also someone who's a creative as well and kind of understands what it takes and can like mentor you guys through some of the stuff that she's probably gone through like what has it been like to be part of like that group and have Janelle support it's
2: been amazing like even watching Janelle too just being inspired by what she's doing. Right. And being able to be in the same room and just experience um, her. She's, right. I mean, she's a phenomenal woman. Like, she,
1: and she's a boss as well. Yes. So. She walks in, like with one, like, you know you have to respect her. Right. And I also think the team around her, they also respect women, too. Mm-hmm. So they also, they keep quiet. You know, they don't try to override. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you have an idea or whatever, they allow you to speak. And I feel like it's also about you know, walking in knowing, like, your worth. Not mm-hmm. saying that other people don't do that.
0: No, but, but that's that's you know, very real.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And not giving in to knowing that you have a power. Right. So you don't need to go a lane a, a certain route if you if it, if it, if there's a no there like try another way to do it
0: right you know right.
1: and we were like you said we like, we've been like super blessed to have been in yes. this atmosphere because we also have like Wonderland has a, a female CFO like oh really so it's like
0: from the ground up just totally yeah, like yeah.
1: she's a mother like yeah like there's other like on our management team we have women so we know that people are being respected and yeah. we've actually turned down you know uh, performances because we heard about you know certain little things. And like, yeah, oh, you can't do that.
0: Good for you so guys. From
1: like mm-hmm. who we are and like what we stand for. Yeah, just if if I don't know, try try a different door. Like if one door doesn't doesn't work for you, there's, there's some man there that's saying you can't do this unless you do that. Like, I know. just know like no one can stop what like God has for mm-hmm. you. Like, whatever the plan yeah. is for your life, right? No one can stop that. Yeah. So just know like someone says no. There's always a yes yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. Like yep. don't don't get caught up. Do not true. get caught up.
0: Yep, that, that was a word. I have, yeah. I have nothing else to say <laughs> yeah. after that. It's no, true. that's great. Yeah. Alright, thank you guys so much for coming on to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Thank and I'm gonna i I'm gonna get tickets yeah. to your tour. Like I'll see you guys <laughs> yes. in November.
2: Awesome. Alright, thanks guys. Thank you. Now everything is alright.
0: Great. Make sure to check them out at saintbeautyband.com. They're touring soon. If they're going to be in your city, make sure to get tickets. I'm super excited to see them. They're going to be in New York in November, so I'm definitely going to be at that show. All right, here's my interview with Joy, their manager, where she talks through some of the stuff that she had to go against becoming a woman in the entertainment industry. And before I go, I just want to say thank you guys for sticking with me. Sorry for the long hiatus. I will start to be releasing these episodes more regularly, so they will come out bi weekly. Every month, If you guys have any feedback, thoughts, anything to share about this episode, make sure to use the hashtag Naked Beauty Podcast. And I am at Brooke DeVard on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram. You can email me at BrookeDeVard at gmail.com. I'm here. I'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for all of your support. And thank you for listening.
2: List of women who were affected by him, though. I and saw like... When it's
0: Paltrow. Yeah.
2: That's so sad. Cara Delevingne.
0: Yeah, Cara Delevingne. Delevingne. That was like the weirdest story. And
1: they felt like they can't say anything.
0: I know. and he's so disgusting. He's, I think, over the course of his career, like, has been nominated for 300 Oscars, and then in terms of Academy Award speeches, they say that Steven Spielberg's been thanked the most, then Harvey Weinstein, and then God. <gasps> so, like, that's how powerful he is in the industry. That's so sad. Wow. Yeah. Super sad. Okay, so, Joy, I have to introduce you properly. Do you want to... Do you have to do, like, a full interview? No, no, no. Just, <laughs> I'm just going to ask you about... I'm just going to ask you specifically okay. about, you know
3: kind of the behind the scenes yeah i'll I'll
0: find a place to put this in so introduce yourself
3: hi guys (laughs) my name is joy young i am a member of the wonderland management team
0: great and how long have you been doing that
3: well, I've been with Wonderland for about two years. Okay. Um, I've been working professionally in the music business um, for about 10 years now. I just celebrated oh, wow. you kind You
0: look of. so young. I know. That's good, though. That's amazing. Yeah, you like, funny. I still get carded.
3: Yeah, it's funny because time passed by so fast. I didn't even realize it was 10 years until like the other day when I was walking into Atlantic for a meeting. I was like, oh, shit. This is, oh, can I curse? Yeah, yeah, of I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, shit. This is where it all started for me. And I yeah. was like, it's literally been 10 years. It's been a long wow. time. Wow. Yeah. So
0: you've seen a lot.
3: Yeah seen a lot done a lot been to a lot of places yeah Yeah.
0: and so the girls earlier were talking about wonderland and what a inclusive and positive environment it is it is tell me about the experience there versus the music industry more broadly
3: well (laughs) when i came up in this business um I'm not going to say the name of the label, but I worked for an independent uh, rap label mm-hmm. that had major distribution. Okay. So you can imagine um, it's very aggressive. Yeah. Um, there was only, besides myself and maybe some interns, there was only one other woman working for the company who was a general manager, but there was still a lot of challenges. I remember a specific incident where she was going through something with the CEO and it's funny, they don't know who I'm talking about. If they hear me. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. She was going they through something
3: with the CEO and then she took it out on me and that day I quit because I was like, uh, you're like who I are you talking this. to? Like you're yeah. not gonna talk to me like that. Right. Um, and so you know, being in an industry where you have to be very defensive, mm-hmm. you have to protect your reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're like freelancing, like if you're not working in house for like a major or indie with with major distribution, mm-hmm. you're just out here freelancing, permalancing. Right. Then you really have to like be defensive. You have to protect your reputation. Right.
0: You know, know your worth.
3: Know your worth. Yeah. So prior to Wonderland, I you know I was and I'm st- I still have my own company, but I was a hundred percent. An entrepreneur. Yeah. So I was out here, you know, yeah. Crabs in a bucket, right. you know, fighting for the check, defending right. myself. So there were a lot of instances where I had to come across different men in the industry, whether right. it was with major labels or right. just people trying to hire me, where that first interaction is like, okay, is this business or Right. What is this? You know,
0: and how Um, are you able to tell? Like, is is there a red flag when someone's like, "Oh, would love to hear more." Like, let's meet in this hotel bar. Like, do you? How do you? How do you draw? (laughs) How do you draw? Like, how do you know? Because, because there could be a man for that,
3: one, um, and and I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but mm-hmm. I mean, like when you're an attractive woman, right, African American female, attractive, like yeah, it's gonna happen. So for one, you know, you gotta look at like the time of the day that they mm. text or call, yeah, the, That's the a location, good point. yeah, yeah. um whether they're, like, flirting or just, right. like, little little right. flags you can pick up on where you instantly know if this is BS or if it's business. Right. Um, but in addition to that, like, well, I have several instances that I can think of off the top of my head where, and this is, I don't know what show this is going to be for, <laughs> but this is going to be good, okay? So, yeah. like, <laughs>
0: tell us.
3: I was in college, right? And um, we were doing a promo run for Atlantic, and I was also doing a promo run for Trill Entertainment. Um, the national promotions director at the time <laughs> for Atlantic knew that we were gonna be at um, FAMU and literally switched his hotel what? to where we were staying that's just so he can kind of like. That's creepy. Ask me to come to his room. And I was like, whoa, oh like what kind of mess is this? Oh
0: my God. So that was
3: one instance. And then there was another instance where, you know, I was managing a, a street team in Atlanta, the same guy. Um, came down to Atlanta for BET Hip Hop Awards yeah. this when used to be
0: in Atlanta yeah, yeah it's Miami this year
3: Um, and I literally was out there with my street team and he like made a pass at me in front of my team like that was straight up disrespect and yeah. I was just
0: like yo like what the fuck are you doing so you addressed like, it with him of course yeah. and I was
3: like, you, like first of all that's completely wrong and it's like how does that make me look in front of my team right that was another instance there was another instance <laughs> where I was um, managing promo for a group that was signed to the same label and the same guy. Well, no, it's not it's not the same guy, it's was a different guy. Um, he got mad at me because, first of all, I was a married man with kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they always to, are.
3: Trying to get at me, yeah. got mad at me because I wasn't, you know, giving him any play, and literally called the project manager. I'm getting off a of flight to New York, called the project manager, was like, I don't want Joy working on this project.
0: Ugh. <sighs> uh. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, right? <laughs> because, because I wouldn't. Because you wouldn't give him what he wanted. Right. And men try to abuse their power this way. This is way. a real
3: thing. Yeah. Like, this is a real thing. So going back to my initial point in this interview that I did yesterday with OK Player, and she was just like, you know, what is one thing that you have learned working in this business? And I immediately just went back to that. Like, women just have to understand, especially if you're young, you're talented, mm-hmm. you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You may be a little naive, but, you know, but at the same time, it's like you don't have to compromise yourself Mm -hmm. to get anything because, first of all, if you're spiritual and you're grounded Mm -hmm. and you know your worth, you know that whatever is out there for you is for you Mm -hmm. and you don't have to put yourself in any kind of situation that you don't want to be in to get to that. Right. And if you do have to do that and you feel like you have to do that, then it's not for you. Right. It's not. It's not true. It's not for you. Yeah. You should be doing something else.
0: Yeah. I think that's amazing advice.
3: (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's, Yeah. Yeah. This is a real thing. And so that's why I'm like so adamant about I've always said that I'm so adam- adamant about mentoring young women, mm. especially who come to me who reach out to me, whether it's you know, social media right. or in person or like I speak a lot at high schools and colleges. Oh, that's great. And they come to me as like, I wanna know how to get into the business. Yeah. I'd be like, Girl, come here. Like yeah. I feel yeah. like I have to be like a guardian angel to these young women yes. because there are some guys out there. Who who don't mean well and mm-hmm. does not have your best interest at heart, regardless yeah. to what they say.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. great advice. Thank you for sharing that. No and I problem. think that it's something that is going to have to change over time. But the first step to it changing is for us to just like speak about it openly, right? And not pretend like it's not happening. And I just realized
3: I didn't even answer your question. So the difference. <laughs> yeah, no. no but... <laughs> so when I came to Wonderland, it's so funny. It's like. Um, being in that type of environment where it's like doggy dog or whatever and you right. feel yourself having to fight for everything right. um when i first and i y'all don't even know this <laughs> when i first came to wonderland like i had this um i don't know if it was in conditioned in me but every time like for example if, if i did something and you know my gm or the operations manager would address it. I felt like I did something wrong, and I, right. I felt like You're on I was defensive. trying to defend yeah. my action or my mm-hmm. decision or what I did. And it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. What I realized was it was just the team having open dialogue or a brainstorming session or just open communication about things that needed mm-hmm. to happen or things that have happened. And then I also realized like this was a place where I could feel safe mm-hmm. being who I am. Yeah, you know, which is huge. Accepting. My black girl magic, yes. and not like I <laughs> to Alex's yes. point, like I like Facebook, uh, memories, yeah. Is t- <laughs> I
0: feel like I, I, I'm living in the present. I don't need to know what happened so, seven years ago. On I would this look day. back at
3: some of my pictures. Like I would be so glammed up. Like to right. your point about yeah. Atlanta, like I would be so glammed All up. All that pressure and to be the weaves yeah. and the makeup yeah. and the hair, the body contrast. well, I never did body, <laughs> you did, cons, okay. but I was so done up. Working in an industry that's male dominated, right. you feel like you have to have like a certain appearance yep. or presence.
0: Absolutely. So I would
3: look at that and even look at not like if I don't want to wear makeup, I'm not. If right. I want to wear my hair natural, I'm happy with that and feel comfortable right. doing right. it. If I I don't want to match my clothes today like yeah, I yeah I don't have to right and so you know Wonderland is like a safe place and I yeah. and I kind of tell that to people when I talk to them I'm like yo the difference between now and then is like I feel like I could be myself and accept it and also I feel like you know my talents Mm -hmm. are recognized you know um it just feels really good to be somewhere where they value you Mm -hmm. and they don't want to see you go like there's been a few times where I've been offered jobs yeah and they've offered me a better salary something because they don't want me to go right it's like they know like they know my worth and they don't want to see me leave and I appreciate wanting to land for that and I and I mean like they said like being around Janelle and our general manager, Mikhail Moore, who's so, like, everybody on our team, even down to the artists, are so brilliant. Right. And it's just a, a, a cultivating environment.
0: Yeah. To uh, be it's great. Yeah. You guys are selling me. I want to, like, apply for an internship there. <laughs> sounds like a great place everybody to be. Everybody says, that. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's special. It's a great
3: place to be. And like, even with the job I, opportunities that I've gotten since I've been here, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if it'll be a better situation yeah. than at Wonderland. You know, coming from where I came, right. You know, working in this business, is like, I don't know.
0: Oh, like, nah. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, of course, I'll use it to, to better right, right, myself. Right. Yeah, but, nah, I, don't, relationship, I, don't but... See, I don't see myself leaving for a while. Yeah. Yeah, oh,
0: that's great. Well, thank you for sharing your no thoughts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.